Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. If you listened to last week's episode, you probably didn't expect an episode this week. Well, you and I would be in the same boat. But as I'm recording this, I am at home trying to be productive on the morning of the first round of the North Carolina Mid-Amateur. It starts today. Uh, My tea time is at 1 o'clock. So what better way to be productive than to record an episode of The Mental Golf Show and try to help you guys get better mentally? But before we get into today's episode, I want to thank everyone who took the mental game assessment in the last week. It's been awesome to see so many people want to learn about their own mental game and find ways to make it better. When I was a junior player and then a college player and then even into the years where I was working hard on my game trying to get good enough to turn pro... I just don't remember any great resources that could help me with my own mental game in a personal way. But the beauty of podcasts has helped me get this mental game assessment to you, help me get my thoughts to you, help you be able to learn in a more personal way, which is awesome. But if you haven't taken the mental game assessment yet, It's never too late. It's always open. You can always take it. The link will be at the top of the show notes of this episode. The assessment takes about 15 minutes, give or take, and then I will create your custom report based on your results and send it back to you. It's the same assessment and report I use for the players that I personally mental coach. So I put a lot of value on this assessment. So I highly encourage you to go take it. I think it's a helpful resource, and it's free. All right, let's get into today's episode. The topic for today, as you saw by the title, is simulating pressure in practice. How many of us want this? The idea behind simulating pressure in practice is, well, to make ourselves more comfortable in uncomfortable situations. This is a very worthy desire. We want to be able to show up to a big tournament having felt pressure over and over again across the past months of practice to the point where the tournament just feels like another round. Who wouldn't want that? The problem, however, is matching the pressure of a tournament to a non-tournament scenario. How can that be done? This idea was brought more closely to my attention by one of the players I'm coaching currently. He is going into his offseason and wanting to build a practice program that gets him ready to play tournament golf next year. I feel like this is a very common thing that players want during the offseason. They want kind of programs, they want a they want something that they can go through across the offseason that's productive, that that they'll turn up in March, April, or May having become a better player, having become better at what they want to be. Like uh, in my practice round yesterday, one of the players I was playing with said, this offseason, what I'm really wanting to do is kind of um, eliminate all of my fundamental mistakes. I want to shore up my fundamental mistakes. So my this player that I'm that I'm talking about he he lives in Chicago so his off season is about to start it gets colder there earlier than where I am in North Carolina and you may be able to relate to that he wants to be able to play better under pressure next year cuz that's been something that he's really struggled with this year 
every time he shows up to a tournament, he doesn't play up to the level that he wants. So the important thing that came out of our discussion is that actually the pressure of a tournament simply cannot be matched in non-tournament scenarios. I believe this is true, but let's get a little more nuanced about it. Let's That's oversimplified, so let's get into some details. What gives tournaments pressure? What creates that feeling that we feel in tournaments? What causes us to not be able to play our normal game and actually play worse in tournament golf? I propose that it's the very fact that we think that tournaments aren't our normal game. By nature of how we think about tournaments, they are never going to be normal. They are too important to us to be thought of as normal rounds of golf. I can personally relate so well. Every time I show up to a tournament, I know it's a tournament. I It has a title. It has winnings. Uh, you know, even if that's like pro shop credit, it has something at stake. It has a trophy. It has prestige. It has, uh, it has status. Whatever it is, there's importance labeled onto it. Where there are more than one player playing for something, the importance goes up. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I've told many players from my own mouth, just treat this round like it's a normal round of golf. You've heard that phrase, I'm sure. You've probably told yourself. When you're feeling like your heart is beating like crazy, your your breath uh, is... Uh, is getting faster. You're like you're uh, like you're starting to panic about the pressure of a round of how badly you want to win, et cetera, et cetera. So you've probably told yourself this: just treat this round like it's a normal round of golf, like it's any other round. And that may be able to help some by lowering the importance of a round of golf and helping them relax and just enjoy the game. But truth be told, at some level deep down, no matter how how deep we try to tuck it, we know that this isn't a normal round of golf. So, instead of fighting it, I believe we need to embrace it. Embrace that pressure. and Embrace the feeling, the knowledge that this is not a normal round of golf. And instead, attack it from a different angle. And this different angle is done through better practice. So we've kind of come full circle back to practicing better to be able to handle pressure. So we're not really getting anywhere yet. But this isn't done by attempting to simulate pressure specifically. This is done by simply having better practice. So here's the key point. Better players play better under pressure. I'll say it again. The key point of all of this. Better players play better under pressure. This concept is so important that you need to get this. Pressure lowers everyone's ability. Whether you're John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, Dustin Johnson, or you average 110. Pressure lowers everyone's ability. And by lower, I mean like, not lowers your scores, lowers your ability, raises your scores. Pressure does that to everyone. Almost no one on earth plays better under pressure. I, in fact, I would venture to say across, um, across enough rounds, given enough data, no one plays better under pressure. 
If your skill level, let's let's throw some examples out there. Let's say your skill level is averaging 72 at your home course. Then your scoring average in tournaments will be 75. If your dispersion pattern from 150 yards or 150 meters for my international listeners on the range is, let's say, 30 feet or 30, um, not really sure, uh, like 10 meters left or right, then in a tournament, it will be 40 feet left or right. These numbers aren't real, but they're illustrating the point that what you do in a tournament will be a lower form of your skill. So in this example, this means that if you want your scoring average in tournaments to be 72, you don't need to simulate pressure in practice. You need to become a player that shoots 69 at your home course regularly. If you want to more regularly hit shots from 150 in a tighter pattern in tournaments, because you're tired of missing so many greens, missing uh, short-sided, hitting into bunkers, this doesn't mean that you need to have some pressure game on the range where you need to hit more shots in a row at a target. This means that you need to be a player that hits an even tighter pattern of shots in practice and at your home course. So that when you get to a tournament, because there's pressure, because you want to play well in this tournament, in this important event, you will by nature drop to a lower level of skill. But that lower level of skill will be at the same level as your previous better level of skill. So simply put, what does that mean for you? That you need to become a better player, not someone that is better at handling pressure. You need to become a better player. In this dichotomy of becoming a better player or becoming someone that's better at handling pressure, you can see where players go wrong. Golfers want the shortcut. You know yourself. You know golfers. We want shortcuts. We want the shortcut to handling pressure better. So they want to know how can I do that one thing better that will make me a better tournament player. And they spend their time devising ways to add pressure to practice, making 103 footers in a row, picking a fairway and hitting all 14 drives into it, etc., etc., etc. But if instead you said, what can I do to become a better player, then that changes your whole outlook on practice. Instead, you focus on the process of getting better and you let the results of the tournament show for themselves. So here's the formula for handling pressure better in tournaments. Work really, really hard in the right ways and then show up to a tournament and simply test your game. This has the primary benefit of making you a better player while also having the tangential benefit of lowering the importance of a tournament. If your mentality when you show up to a tournament is, all right, well, I've been working really hard on my game, trying to raise my skills, skill level, now let's test my game and see where I'm at and what I still need to improve. Then it actually takes away a lot of that pressure you thought you needed to be better at handling. Now I know the title of this, of this episode may have led you to believe that I was going to give you some practice drills that work your mind better and help you show up to tournaments like a pressure robot, but I'm always going to tell you what helped me get better and what I truly believe will help you get better. And that's not always advice that everyone wants to hear. But 
If you dedicate yourself to becoming a better player by working hard or harder in the right ways, then you will shoot lower scores in whatever pressure. And I think ultimately, that's what we all want. And now I know I'm just saying work hard in the right ways in passing, like you automatically know what that is, but that is an absolutely essential part of this formula. We're not going to get into that today, but if you're not working hard and in the right ways, then you won't become a better player, which means that you definitely won't play better under pressure. So knowing your time and using your time wisely and doing the right things during your time is how you become a better player and lower your scores under pressure. If you want some more on this topic, uh, I've put out an episode titled Lower Importance to Raise Your Game. It's a good short episode about how to think during a tournament where there's pressure and importance. It's a good companion to kind of what we've talked about today. And as you've heard me mention a time or two, I am a mental coach who works with players one-on-one on their mental game. Whether it's in person or anywhere across the globe, I have players right here in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I also have players in multiple different countries. So wherever you are is good enough. I'm opening up some more slots to fill with some new players, so if you're interested in working with me as your mental coach, email me at foundationsgolf at gmail.com. That's foundationsgolf at gmail.com. That's my email address. Or... If you'd like to become a part of a community of other Mental Golf Show listeners, then head to the Mental Golf Show Facebook group. That's the best place to discuss things you're working on, triumphs you've had, things you just can't stop struggling with, and you know that other people there are going through the same things. It's such an awesome community to know uh, that we're all fighting the same battles, and different people at different levels but they're the same battles, whether you're shooting 110 or you're John Rahm. I'll have a link to the Mental Golf Show Facebook group in the show notes for this episode. And also, John Rahm, if you're in the Mental Golf Show Facebook group, let everybody know. (laughs) Okay, so here's some questions for you. What is your practice schedule like? How many hours a week do you get to practice? What percentage of time do you give to different parts of your game? Is there a way you feel like you could practice better? I want you to drop your answers in the Mental Golf Show Facebook group, and we can all learn from each other better ways to practice, what other people are doing with their time. Am I the the person that has the least amount of time to practice? Let us all know in the Facebook group. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of the Mental Golf Show. By the time you hear this, I will have finished the North Carolina Mid-Amateur and probably be in Nantucket for the United States Mid-Amateur. So busy, busy couple of weeks coming up. Always remember to commit, trust, and accept. That's what I'll be doing. I'm Josh Nichols, and I'll catch you guys next time.